Welcome back to a conversation with a fit, fat chick. In today's podcast, what we're going to talk about is comparison. I wanted to get this episode out early. This is a good one. I wanted to you to come back to it time and time again. I want as many people to hear it as possible. I want you to share this. I want you to listen to this episode at different points in your life and when you need it. First, it is very natural to compare yourself to others. It's natural to compare your previous life to your current life. It's very natural to compare two other people together. It's what we do. We are a society that looks at things and how we can make them better, how something is more better than the other, and what we should be using is like problem solving with it. Like how do we get to that level? We don't always. Sometimes we're petty. Sometimes we're catty. Those are the things that are going to be negative in comparison and that need to be dropped from your attitude because being petty, being catty, feeling like you're a failure are never going to get you anywhere going to be pretty lonely if those are the things that you decide to hold on to. I mean, think about it. We compare prices, right? We go to the store. We want to know what this store is charging for this. We want to know what the quality is that we're getting for this versus the quality for this. But when we're doing that and we're looking at what somebody's putting into it, the type of comparison that I'm talking about, the ones that can hurt you and that can help you, it's all about your outlook. First, let's talk about ourselves. How many times have we said, I was so thin before, I was more athletic before, I used to be able to do a mile in seven minutes, and now I can only walk a mile and it takes me 20 minutes. How about this one? The first time I lost weight, it was much easier. I want to get back to this photo. These are so natural. Here's the negative that I see in them. When I started my second journey after I had Tati, I struggled with how easy it was for me the first time. And when I say easy, I mean losing 75 pounds took me a year of hard work and dedication. It was dedication to my food, dedication to my workouts. The weight didn't just melt away with no work. I didn't drink something and it just went away. I didn't take a pill and things were gone. But now she's seven and I felt good in my skin now, but for a while there I didn't. And when I didn't feel good in my skin and when I wasn't losing the weight, you better believe I talk shit to myself. You could do it before. Why can't you do it now? I couldn't keep thinking about these past experiences and trying to duplicate them because the situation was now different. What I had to realize is that my body was completely different. I now had abdomen muscles that had separated to make room for my kid. My hips were a little wider. I was now five years older. Hormones in my body were completely different. I was I had more free time on my hands before she was born. I didn't have kids food to throw me off course. I didn't have a mother-in-law who lived with me that made amazing food that was never on my plan. There are so many things this time around that are different from my first weight loss journey. So how can I compare this journey to that journey? What I needed to do was I needed to accept this and move forward, show up every day at the end of the night when I asked myself, did I do the best that I could do in my current circumstances? That's where the questions would be answered. If the answer was no, I would try again the next day or the next meal. Now, if I was doing the best that I could do in my current circumstances, but I wasn't making any progress, I would look at anything I could to change my environment. Maybe it meant I had to get up earlier to make sure I started my day off right. 
Maybe I needed to do the workout in the morning when I had the most energy instead of in the evening when I was so tired and I thought I was doing the best I could do, but I was already starting at a deficit of energy. Now, how to use comparison like this in a positive way is to say, if I did it before, I can do it again. Use your previous experiences to motivate you, to remind you how missteps can hurt you. If you can use comparison in a positive way, do it. It is a power to use only for good. Now, the second type of comparison I'm going to talk about is comparing to others. How many times have you looked at someone else's body and then picked yourself apart? They have a better booty. They have better legs. They are better, better, better. Everything about them is better than you. This doesn't just happen in the physical being. We look and say they have a better job. They have a better house. They have a better credit score. I mean, who knows? All of the things that somebody in the world may have that you think are better than you. And once you start comparing our lives to someone else's life, you can go down a rabbit hole that's really, really bad. I have been there on more than one occasion that I can count, but here are a few examples you might be able to relate to. As a teenager, the comparison was real and it was nonstop. I recently had this conversation with my best friend, so I'm going to share it. My version and then her response. I was like, man, it was tough being so overweight in school. It was tough going shopping with you. We never hid our bodies from each other, so we would share a changing room when we would go bathing suit shopping. All I could think was how great she looked and how fat I was. I would ruin this experience together because my mind was looking at all of the features she had that I envied. To this day, I can remember these experiences. And now I remember the better parts, the laughing, the joking that we made about our bodies. I remember the laughs about the stupid boyfriends we had and the fun times that we had. But then my mind was always largely focused on the fact that our bodies were so different. Hers was beautiful and mine was not. So she and I talked about it the other day and she said, you remember it one way and I remember it different. I remember being so insecure at the same time. I was nervous about my own body. I was judging it too. I never thought of that. As close as we were, I never really looked at her insecurities as real. She would say, oh, I'm fat. And I would look at her like, bitch, please. The reality is that as girls, we are taught through society, our bodies are never right. So as I was comparing to her, she was comparing to me and other girls our age. You remember that old saying? I wish I was as fat as I thought I was in high school. As an adult, um, I did Andy Frisella's 75 hard. I worked my ass off for 75 days. Those that have done it will totally understand this. I listened to his podcast. I knew the program was developed as a mind strengthening exercise, but as the task should also help you drop some pounds. I was like, this is for me. I remembered that one person on my time team did it and she was able to lose 28 pounds. I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing this. So it was one gallon of water a day. All of these things had to be done daily. One gallon of water, stick to a diet with no cheats. 10 pages of reading, a self-development or business book, two 45-minute workouts, and one had to be outdoors, no alcohol, and take progress photos daily. I failed this the first time, two weeks in, because I missed the photo. 
So I started over and I did this challenge all summer long. I started on Memorial Day and I went through Labor Day, a summer full of activities, barbecues, pool time, party time, anything that was part of that day was really not part of my plan, but I made it and it felt great. I was so proud of myself. I worked out in a pants and a sports bra, no shirt for the first time in my life at the end of this activity. I felt amazing. I took photos of myself like this. Every day I took photos of myself in my, in my sports bra and underwear or in a bathing suit. And I posted them daily as incentive to keep going. You know, people were going to see these photos. So I had to keep going. If I keep posting them, I'll keep doing this. This was a winning moment for myself. I was so proud. A lot of people cannot finish this challenge with integrity and I did it. But then I got on the scale and I had only lost 18 pounds. And now I was sad. I felt like I had wasted my time. If my teammate could lose 28 pounds, why couldn't I? What had I not done right? This was the complete waste of time. I was such a loser. Are you freaking kidding me? I had just let comparison be the thief of my joy, as they say. I took this amazing accomplishment and the fact that I had lost 18 stubborn ass pounds and I ruined it with comparison. Same happens at the gym, right? We see fit women and men and we think, why not me? We are too embarrassed to go to the gym because the people there are fit. That kept me out of our local 24 hour fitness. People asked me once, why, why don't you go to that gym? And I was like, only fit people go there. I need to go to a regular gym. I need to find a gym where fat people go. It has kept me out of CrossFit for a very long time. Those people are fit and they're full of themselves. I'll never fit in. Guess what? CrossFit people are some of the nicest people I've ever met. They will spend their workout time helping you get better. They will cheer you on and pump you up into feeling like you're the fittest person on the planet. I learned that because I joined a gym finally right before COVID shut the world down. I don't go now because the schedule didn't fit mine at first and then the cost is just something I haven't been able to handle. But the experience was great. My friend, she recently got a promotion at work. She's amazing at her job. She was like, I'm celebrating. I just got a 20% raise. I was like, good for you. But also I was like, why can't that happen to me? How often have we done that? Well, instead of really sitting in that feeling, I began to apply for other positions. I applied for three within my company that would allow me to grow and get to the 20%. One of them is actually at the 20%. I got a mentor in a management position at my job. I started applying for my master's. I didn't just pout about it. I was moved to action. I can celebrate my friend and her success. The drive in her career can help me want to better my career. Thank you to all my friends who show me that working hard pays off. But you have to want it. You have to actually try for it. I was already offered one of the jobs. I'm on a very short list for the second job, and I interview for the third job this week. Making your life what you want it is going to take work, rejection, and upping your expectations of yourself. Here's where I had to change my mind. I now use comparison as a fuel instead of water hose putting out my fire. I see people excelling in life. 
they're awesome at their job or they look fit in the gym or I see them killing it on Instagram. And you know what I do? I ask questions. What are you doing to excel in your area? I gather knowledge and I develop skills that can help me win. I cannot be upset that a woman on Instagram is looking fit and I don't if I'm not going to the gym and I'm not eating right. She's on a healthy meal plan. She works out six days a week. I'm just setting myself up for failure and hurt feelings if I'm not equally putting in the work. Here's a funny story. I follow this beautiful, fit, fun girl on Instagram. I met her in person once and thought she was so sweet. I send her videos to my husband and I say, I want to be just like Jackie. You see her arms? Check out those legs. She's always dancing and having a good time. She's always having fun with her dad joke Fridays. And he's like, oh, she is built really good and fit. So I reached out to her on Instagram. I told her that I thought she was awesome and I questioned her meal plan and her workout plans. And she responded with advice and gratitude for my reaching out. I got to meet her again a few weeks ago. Again, I complimented her and used her as my example for how comparison should work. That we should reach out to the people we think are winning and get tips. 99% of the time, they will want to help you and appreciate the feedback that there is someone out there looking up to them. Most people want you to win also. She gave me a hug and we spoke a few more times. My friends asked if she was going to get a restraining order yet. I said, nope, we're going to be best friends. My point to the story is build your circle with the people you compare yourself to. Use them as resources to build the life you want. Take little pieces and begin your foundation. Don't use comparison to drag yourself down. Use it to build yourself up. I'm a competitive person. I want to be in the race. I want to be in the race with the best of the best. I want to see how their strides are. I want to see how they're breathing. I want to ask questions about their clothing choices. I want to know how they are winning the race so that I can strive to get there. You should never be the smartest, strongest, best in your group. You should build a life with people that are challenging you to be better. This doesn't just happen in fitness, though it is strong because of, you know, Instagram and Facebook. Remember that people post are their good days. They're posting their good angles. They're posting their best photos. Find a person to look up to that gives you the bad shit too. Most people on Instagram are fitness people because that's their life. So unless you're willing to spend hours upon hours doing the work, stop comparing. Now when I compare to my past fitness journey, it's for strength. If I did it before, I can do it again. When I compare to a person, it is as if I want Jackie's legs, then I gotta lift daily. If I want to make the kind of money Susie makes, I gotta start applying for positions and go back to school. If I want a house like Jim's, I gotta budget better. I use comparison as a fuel for what I want in life. I'm no better than any person in my life. If I can do something, you can do it too. You just have to apply yourself. And what is important to me may not be as important to you and vice versa. I cannot compare the cleanliness of my house to my best friend's. She is spotless and finds joy in cleaning her house. It de-stresses her. I don't have the time or the inclination for it. 
So I have a decently clean house and two hours a day in workout mode. Don't compare where you can't and shouldn't. This is so important to me, and I'm hoping that I'm bringing it off in a positive light that I want you to look at my life, and I want you to look at my stories, and I want you to take pieces that are going to help you. Not think, I can't do this because of this reason, or she puts two hours, like you heard that last little section, I don't have two hours a day. Well, obviously I gave up cleaning my damn house for two hours a day. So maybe you can give up a little Netflix time or while you're watching Netflix, do some squats. We find time to do what we think is important. And for me, this journey is important. So don't compare unless it's to build yourself up. Hopefully this came over well. (laughs) What I wanted to do is also obviously today is my gratitude. Um, I would love to give gratitude today for my mother-in-law. She's a saint. I have been blessed with a loving and sweet mother-in-law. She is giving and always has a smile for me. My life would be lost without her and how much she helps me with my daughter so that I can challenge myself and I can keep growing. Thank you.